We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the spookiest game show podcast. Get out of my house. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? What was that? I've been hearing it for the last week. Wow, we're going to have to watch back on the video and see if we see anything unusual, see where that voice is coming from. I'll fucking kill you. Holy shit. Um, All right, so welcome, like I said, to the spookiest and now even spookier game show podcast. I would say, I would go as far to say haunted podcast. Haunted podcast. Holy crap. Uh, This is um, a game show podcast. He's so spooked out. He forgot the name of the podcast. I'm John Baker. I'm a spooky and festive Jonathan Motney. Why are you festive? Uh, Because this is an orange and black are yeah. the classic if Halloween was a college football team this would be the colors to wear to the game I think so or would it be like a like a globby green and a orange yeah who knows i'm just dressed business casual today per usual you're dressed bones casual bones i'm that's also per usual for me i think for our, our listeners um i would like to just our listeners not our watchers uh-huh. baker's wearing a very thin material uh-huh. over his body it looks like it's a full suit uh-huh and it's got a bones outline right, uh, like a everything, everything's black yeah right it's got a skeleton outline yeah uh that stops at the shins for some reason <laughs> yeah, no and no, no, no the idea. shoulder doesn't connect to the rib cage well the thigh bones connected to the shoulder bone the neck bones connected to the spine cage oh. <laughs> uh and also it gives the looker the onlooker of this garb uh-huh. a healthy outline of his penis right the most important bone <laughs> little did you it's you, not very well fitting no 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 no. it looks very cheap uh yes that's the issue like i bought a medium which is usually the size of clothes i wear and everything right and so i thought that's a normal size of clothes mm-hmm. i'll get the medium agreed and i'm a five foot nine human being brag which i would say <laughs> yeah obviously <laughs> Uh, which I would say is a very medium height. Um, An average height for a man. Right, exactly. And Maybe then above average. And then uh, this is acting like I'm like tall. And mm-hmm. it's very, ver- it's not like I've got some looseness in like oh, the yeah. stomach chest area. You do. So it's not like a fat issue. Mm-mm. It's more of a vertical sizing issue. It's really pulling down. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough to wear. It's pulling down, and look, <laughs> honestly, it's pulling me up. Uh, to be hey. honest with you, uh, this is also uh, the it, well, visually at least, probably not fit. This is uh, what Donnie Darko wore to the Halloween costume. Oh, Donnie yeah. Darko, which is why I got it. I love that movie. Uh, anyway, this is a special Halloween episode. In case you haven't picked up on all the clues by now, yeah. And if you haven't, you're you're deaf. Because you're not, you just can't hear it. You're not paying attention. You're doing that thing where you're like, you're driving and you you get in your car and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you're home and you're like, 
I don't remember <laughs> driving home at all. Yeah. Did I blow through red lights or stop signs? I have no recollection I of this know. drive that just happened. And so, and I've had that experience as well. Uh-huh. And I understand now when people go on trial for murder and they're like, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't, I don't I, recall. I, I, listen, all the evidence points to it, but I I don't have any memory of doing that. Look, honestly, you've laid the case out for me for the first time I'm seeing all this. I get it. I if would you put convict, me in jail, I, I would get vote it. to convict. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, this is a stand-up seems guy. Like an honest man. He does seem like he's telling the truth about the blackout thing. Yeah. And so for this spooky, spooky episode, we are going to be doing a game show called Christmas Elves in the Park. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're doing a game show called Estate of Panic. <laughs> if you're going to live in my house, at least water the plants. Whoa. There used to be a plant right here next to me. Yes, and then it started to slowly die. Oh, and we okay. were going to because not... as a Halloween theme, it was correct it was in on the bit. Its costume is death. Okay, that makes sense. So we've got a, a spooky sponsor. We do to start off the show. Our sponsor today is a new pop up museum of all things spooky. Ooh. Jack's Jack O' Lantern House of Spook Schools Evil Horrors and Frights opens Monday the twenty fifth. It's full of fun facts. Monty, did you know that Halloween was originally called Thanksgiving? I did not. Did you know that zombies were originally conceived by Anne Frank? Fascinating. The owner, Jack, would like us to briefly discuss the bad reviews he's been getting recently. Some people claim this museum isn't accredited by the National Museum Accreditation Society. Hmm. Some reviews harp on the fact that this museum appears to be a tiny home with incorrect facts and cheaply printed out pictures of Halloween stuff on the walls. But we went and had a great time, and we think you should all check it out as well. Scream spooky on down into Jack's face when you get there for 10% off anything in the gift shop, which may look like a stolen vending machine. But it's not, so stop saying that in the reviews. Well, thanks, Jack. Wow. All right, Jack Spooky, House of Ghouls and Ghosts and Anne Frank. <laughs> See, I, I'm i glad that exists because I have been to the Anne Frank house and they didn't mention anything about that. It wasn't spooky at all? It, it, a little. Yeah. A little spooky. I bet it was a little spooky. In general. But um, nothing about zombies in there. Hmm. So, yeah, we mentioned today we're going to be talking about a state of panic. Stop it. You're staring at me every single time. I'm you sorry. Do that. I'm sorry. Which is, I believe, this is the first game show from the Sci-Fi Network that we've done. That we've done. Yeah, they've had a couple. They've had a couple. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, previously did an episode about Elevator. I loved that episode. Which we probably should have saved for Halloween, because right. how many Halloween game shows are you going to find? Not many. We're screwed for next year. Yeah, we're done. Uh, the podcast has to end before then. <laughs> um, so this, like I mentioned, was on the Sci-Fi Network from November to December 2008. Mm, that's a scary year. That was. So interestingly enough, this this show has some meaning in my life. Yeah, right. Uh, no, for real. Um, yeah, you're, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, so, apostrophe, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when my, this was when my wife and I were first starting to get to know each other. So you were making out is what you're trying to say. (laughs) You're in the makeout stage. No, I wish. Um, and sci-fi network came out with two game shows that aired back to back, Mm -hmm. uh, on the same night of the week, like Tuesday night. And one of them was a state of panic. Mm -hmm. And the other one was a game show called chase, which 
was tag. Okay. But for money. Uh, and like the, the chase, the S was a dollar sign. So I always called it Chidollar E. Chidollar E. Chidollar E. And so we would. Did she like that joke? Did she, was she, once you said that to Erica, was she like, holy shit, this guy's I think that was hilarious. what did it. That's what, <laughs> she was on the fence before that. Yeah. Once I said the Chidollar E thing. Yeah. And so we would watch those we we would uh you know get together mm-hmm. watch we those know what shows that means. and then whatever that led to which Did was those, usually like all right see ya yeah i was gonna say those week. sci-fi game shows probably didn't really set the mood very well you don't know you don't know she was spooked i had to comfort her you know how it is were you wearing your bones suit i'm always wearing my bones suit. oh my gosh so yeah it's a uh, you know something that and then uh, to yesterday, mm-hmm. she said, oh, are you guys recording? And I said, yeah. And she said, are you ever going to do that show? And I said, well, this week we're doing A State of Panic. And she goes, no, I mean the show when we first met that we would watch. And I said, oh, yeah, sorry. You must be thinking of a state of panic because Ooh. she didn't remember what it was called wow so this is equivalent of like a guy forgetting, forgetting the anniversary. anniversary exactly Jeez. so i am owed one now and i'm allowed to and that's an what marriage is right it's sort of a tit for tat one upsmanship left and right i get one now because uh-huh. you fucked up oh yeah i absolutely. love you but you just fucked up absolutely yeah. i have keep track of how many times she says fuck you to me so that i have an equal amount of fuck yous back to her and how many is she at see i lost track because it got really high because i never say it and she says it a lot got it got it got it got it got it <laughs> um anyway this show was hosted by steve valentine uh, basically a human vampire he basically looks like a human vampire he uh started his career as a magician that makes <laughs> all of the sense in the world yeah he he looks like he started his career as a magician yeah um, and not as a slight that's like a because sometimes you could say that to someone they're like wow that hurts and you're like yeah. no 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 you just have the you, look of a creepy has, mute magician yeah, he has the look of a magician there's no doubt about that um so he i previously knew him from the television series crossing jordan mm-hmm. do you remember that show i don't think anybody remembers that show it was on for six seasons on nbc holy crap it was like jordan she was just uh the this, river yeah i think that was the reference but mm. i also think no it wasn't just people dying trying to cross the jordan somewhat it was so Damn. jordan was the woman got it uh she was played by some hot brunette Weird, weird name. I don't know who. Um, and she was a medical examiner. And so she worked in like the morgue mm-hmm. and would try and solve murders based on Ooh. the forensics that she's discovering at the morgue. And not surprisingly, Steve Valentine was one of the morgue workers as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, makes sense. So... So this guy's kind of just been around spooky shows. He's been around spooky shit. He's been spooking people with his wizard tricks. He's been spooking people, slicing open dead bodies. And he's spooking people in the estate of panic. He also, so when he was a magician, uh, you know Ron Howard? Yes. You probably know him as 
Opie from the Andy Griffith show? No, I know him as Ron Howard from Arrested Development. Okay. Uh, he's got a daughter named Bryce Dallas Howard. You know her? Uh, no. She was in Jurassic World. She, she looks, was the redhead? Yeah. She oh. looks kind of like a fake Jessica Chastain. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. For uh, one of her birthday parties as a kid, Steve Valentine was the hired mu- uh, magician. Mm-hmm. That's how he got into the show business? That's, and that was it. And Ron Howard was like, I like this guy. Yeah. I'm going to put him in... Um... Crossing Jordan? No, I don't think he did that. Uh-huh. I was trying to think of a Ron Howard joint. Like uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, yeah. Um. So the way this show worked was there was an estate, not surprisingly. Yeah, right. A spooky estate, kind of haunted mansion-esque. Yes. And... There were seven contestants, and they're brought to this estate where they're welcomed in by Rupert the butler, who I don't think ever speaks on camera, but he is there being a spooky butler, and he is addressed as Rupert. Correct. He walks the contestants out when they leave. Uh, leave when they leave? Essentially. Yeah, because they're there for a lease, and <laughs> yeah. uh, they they're... can't get it because it's too spooky. Zero down on the new Toyota Tundra <laughs> at the Estate of Panic. Yeah. So um, he welcomes them, them in, and then Steve Valentine, who I don't think I ever saw him like introduce himself by a name. No, he's just the owner. Yeah, he just kind of walks in and starts talking to the contestants yeah. and sets up the way the show works. Which is, like I said, there are seven contestants. There are several rooms in this estate. Mm-hmm. They are different purpose rooms. They yes. Have different themes. Similar to a house. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Uh, and they have different themes, basically. Mm. It's like, a, you know, how a rich person in their mansion, you know how rich people, they've got... You know, studies, Mm -hmm. they've got bedrooms, they've got dining rooms, they've got Egyptian rooms. Sure. Right. Yeah, like mini museums inside their house. Exactly. So just the typical rooms that a rich person has. So there are, each episode, there are three rooms that come into play. Mm -hmm. Um, And the contestants are... Sent to these rooms one at a time or one room at a time. Mm-hmm. And in each room, there is a bunch of money hidden throughout the room. Which is dollar, dollar exactly bills. what a rich house is exactly. like. Well, exactly what a rich person I house is. I had a couple of rich friends Did you? growing up. And I had to, I was asked to leave those friendships kindly by their parents because I was always rummaging around looking for the money for the in all money of in their all house. Room. Yeah, that makes sense though because that's what rich people do. So each room has a bunch of money hidden inside of it <clears throat> that they're digging for, trying to find the money. Seven people enter the room. At a certain point, the doors. Uh, so the doors are locked after you when you enter. At a certain point. The doors unlock, mm-hmm. and you can exit the room. The last person remaining in the room is locked in the room forever. So then why wouldn't I just be the first person out the room? Because the person with the least amount of money that gets out of the room is eliminated. 
So you've got to balance okay. getting the right amount of money mm-hmm. and getting out of the room so you're not the last person left this in there. This is trick. This is a tricky show now. Now right? you've amped it up a bit. So each room, two people are eliminated. The last person left in there and the person who gets out with the least amount of money. Yeah. So there's that balance. You've got to you've got to figure it out. How it's much like do you want to push your yeah. limits to try and get more money before you get locked in? Are you a greedy little are you a greedy little bitch? Yes, I am. Or <laughs> okay, are we, moving are we on. Kink shaming now. No, we from just the like podcast? kink shaming. <laughs> yeah, that's how I. Uh, I'm into findom. Are you familiar with? I fin-dom? assume that has something to do with you putting on a fin and pretending to be a shark. Uh, it's short for financial domination uh, in the BDSM world. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like my. Um, dominatrix mm. will be like you're a fucking poor little bitch give me your money and i'll be like yeah here you deserve the money i don't deserve this or things like that and then but the and then the, i get off on that does the yeah i got that part does okay. the dom get to keep all of the money i think so yeah okay how, how do you sign up <laughs> to be the dom yeah uh what if you go in for a meeting with your financial planner and that's what your financial planner he's like i'm into fendom what's it called findom 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 and you're like okay i don't care like what you're into just help me get money and he's like you don't deserve this money (laughs) and you're like bitch what hold whoa fucking coward give me your money give it to me and i'm like why am i hard right now And he's like, I like, and he's your, like, I I like your bone suit. Yeah. <laughs> can you please stop wearing that? Because I can see any movement your penis makes the entire meeting. Hey, guess what? Today is a bones day. Do you get it? You're not hip and cool like, like me Monday? on TikTok. Oh, no, I don't understand. It's a, it's a TikTok thing. Great. Is that where you found out about your phone? Bones day. Uh, no, but that's I brought it into the TikTok. How world. did you how did you get that knowledge? I don't know. How yeah, do get, right. Don't lie to me. I know you know the exact I, moment I, you found out. How what do I get a lot was. of knowledge? I don't know. Man. You're like, it's crazy. Uh, my wife was stepping on my testicles <laughs> and I thought, let's try something different. Mm-hmm. So I Googled mm-hmm. alternatives to testicle squeezing. <laughs> stepping. And Findom was, was the first person on the list. <laughs> so like I said, there's, there's three rooms. So two people are eliminated per room. And these rooms like we mentioned, are the typical rooms any rich person would have in mm-hmm. their house. Like an attic filled with cobwebs and spiders. Yes. A basement that floods with water while you Muddy, gross water. Yes. Um, a study in which the walls and ceiling shrink around you mm. while you're in there. A trophy room that has keys on the wall with locks all over the place that you've got to try and unlock shit. Um, a kitchen where the ground is like quicksand. Like yellow gunky quicksand. Quicksand, baby. Um, a Egyptian room with sarcophagi that fills with regular sand over time. Okay, that one makes sense to me. Yes. Um, a graveyard where there are barking dogs mm-hmm. and, you know, graves and mausoleums. And, and real dead people. And all sorts of real dead people. Um, and a garden with electric fences that will shock you. <laughs> So the typical things of a rich person's house. Yeah. Like I said, um, in each of those rooms, you're trying to get as much money as possible. In each of the rooms, it seems there is a little secret. Mm. And there's a kind of little riddle that 
Steve Valentine might throw you beforehand. What's his real to name? To get some bonus money. Is his real name Steve Valentine? No, his real name is Steve Christmas. <laughs> um, he didn't like the holiday. He's Jewish, so. Yeah. His Wait, he was Jewish and his name was Steve Christmas? Yeah, that's why he changed it. Wow. That's mean of his parents to do. <laughs> I, they didn't choose the last name. You just mean it was mean to name him Steve? Yeah. <laughs> It's a fucked up name. Yeah. Um, and then in each of these rooms, there's creepy stuff going on also. I mean, there's always on top like, of on top of all that. There's like, like I said, in the attic, there's spiders and there's big cobwebs that you run through. But there are tarantula hiding in some of the stuff that you're Ugh. looking for. Some of the rooms have snakes in them. Some of them got maggots. No. Crabs was another popular one. That is a Halloween thing. If, if ever I've had one. Crabs are the spookiest haunted thing. <laughs> You could think of, but there was a lot of crabs in use in this. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Do you think they're, they went to the store and they were like, we need spooky stuff. Here's for my show. guess. And they were like, we have a sale on crabs. <laughs> you can have 400 crabs for $30. <laughs> my guess is they were thinking scorpions. And then they were like, all right, how do we make it so that the scorpions don't actually kill the people? And they were like, ah, it's a. Good question. Yeah. What if we make them crabs instead? Damn. Hey, Steve, you're a genius. <laughs> you're much better than that other Steve we have on set, Steve Christmas. Yeah. So, can mm. scorpions kill you? Oh, yeah. They've got that stinger on their tail, you know? Yeah, yeah, but that's like <laughs> fatal. Uh, it can be. I mean, to a smaller thing, I think for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And to a human, um, I don't know if it'll kill you. Hmm necessarily but it'll it's got a poison in it that'll fuck you up sure so do your words sometimes thank you so uh each of these rooms two people is eliminated until there is one man or woman or woman preferably for equality but uh the women only won at 70 percent of the rate as the men did on this show i noticed oh 70 at the rate of, okay i got yeah. it yeah so they uh, they get to keep the winner, you know, mm-hmm. the money that they've earned throughout the show. And some of some of the times it varied a lot. Like I said, some of the time there were things hidden in the room that were worth bonus money. Mm. Um, like, and he would give you a little clue that was almost a riddle. Like, there's there's something in this room worth a thousand dollars if you bring it to me, but you'll really have to earn it. Mm. Uh, and it's an urn. Got it. Is the thing in the room that you have to earn. Earn. You have to earn the urn. And you get a thousand bonus dollars. And so you think, okay, so, you know, probably like each person's getting a few thousand dollars per room. Mm-hmm. And then you watch and like they have the two lowest people called out for, all right, one of you is going home because you have the lowest amount. You brought. $43. And you're like, what the fuck? How'd you get $43 when there's one thing in there that's worth a thousand dollars? Yeah. Do you want to take that? Your mom's calling. No, it's good. I'll call her back in okay. a little bit. Okay. So uh yeah, it varies a lot. In the third room, there is more money than the first two rooms combined. combined. So that's uh that's where you can really make some dough. Yeah. Um, and then the winner of the show, and I know you're going to like this. I feel you're going to like this. I'm feeling there's something about money coming up. Yeah. So the winner goes into the vault. All right. Mm. 
And if they can escape the vault, yeah, they get all of the money that everybody has earned on the show combined. Okay, hold on. Take a pause. Yeah. You're telling me that I even get to take the $43 exactly. that that lady took? Uh-huh. All of it? All of it. All 43 of it. I Put me in this show. Put me in a time-traveling apparatus. Get me back to this show. I want that $43. Yeah. And inside the vault, there. so there are 200 like safe deposit boxes mm. in there. And there's also money in there, a bonus money that you can take out with you when you get out of the vault. Yeah. And so you say, this sounds easy. This is... No problem. I just go in there and grab as many vaults as I can. Right. You would think that. However, Mm -hmm. you're fucking tied up and shit. Is it like a chain of vaults that they used to tie me up to the... They put you in the vault. They might tie you down to a chair. And tell me that I'm not good at spending my money. (laughs) Exactly. They might... Put you in a straight jacket with chains and a padlock on it. And then the game over? (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Sorry, get out. Um, They might uh, chain your leg to the ground so you have limited ability to move around the room. But in all those scenarios... Okay, I'll take the ladder then compared to not being able to use my arms. So in the straight jacket, you can still kind of... uh, you're not like totally tied down in uh, there like that. You can still kind of uh, okay. maneuver your arms a little bit. But uh, so you're trying to open these safe deposit boxes uh, because the key to the lock that is locking you up is in the safe deposit box. Mm. So you've got to get out. And how much time do you have? 10 balls. Excuse me? 10 balls. There is some sort of apparatus. Yeah. With the uh, diagonal uh, pathway, pathway, yeah, back and forth yeah. thing, um, in which these big metal balls are dropped down Ooh. one at a time uh, until they get to the bottom. And so, once ten balls get all the way to the bottom, mm-hmm. you're either locked in there and you get nothing, or you have to get out. Okay. And um, I don't know how long each of the balls takes to get to the bottom. It seems like a decent amount of time because like I saw a guy who got out and maybe this was the way the show was edited, mm-hmm. but um, the 10th ball was in motion Ooh. and he got out and Steve Valentine was like, you got out with only 36 seconds to spare. And I'm like, how long does a fucking ball take to drop to the bottom? Yeah. He still had 36 seconds? I feel like the ball situation is the UK and the rest of the world's response to us using uh, the metric. Or not the metric. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, you don't want to use our thing? Okay, well, now we measure shit in balls. (laughs) We measure time in balls, all right? (laughs) You've got 10 balls to get out of here. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. So... um, like I said, there's bonus money to be found if you can free yourself and mm-hmm. and look around a little bit in there. You've also got to keep track of the number of balls. You got to like because the the people are going, they're like literally looking over there. Like, One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, I've got four more balls to go. Um, you don't want to screw up and miscount, and you're trapped. No. There's also a panic button in the room. Okay. 
And if at any point you want to get on out of there, mm-hmm. you have to yell, I'm panicking, mm. and press the button. Oh, you have to say that. According to the rules that they introduced, you're supposed to yell, I'm panicking, and press the button. Okay. And they will free you from the vault in exchange for half of the money. Oof. No. So you lose half if you're panicking. But, so don't panic. Right. Don't panic. But otherwise, um, looking through the episodes, you get between twenty-five and thirty-five thousand dollarinos. Damn. For getting out of there. So not a bad it's not bad prize at all. It's not, you know, a million, but it's not bad. It's worth getting out of bed in the morning, right? It's worth dealing with some spiders and some maggots and some snakes. No. Spiders, maybe. Maggots, sure. Snakes, absolutely not. You don't like snakes? No. Do you like snakes? No. But also, it's like the same thing as the the haunted house, you know, like the carnival haunted house or the or the thing you go to around this time of year. Except for me, because my wife is scared of those things. Dude, I can't go either because John doesn't like it. And I think haunted houses are fun. I think they're fun, too. Do you want to go together? Yeah, I would go. There's <laughs> okay. one in Plano. I think that's really good. Perfect. Um, so the uh, I know in a haunted house, mm-hmm. and I know if I'm on a TV show, yeah. it's like, I know these aren't like some like poisonous snakes that are going to bite me and kill me. Because there's way too much liability there. They wouldn't be able to afford the insurance on this sci-fi network game show hosted by Steve Valentine. <laughs> so I know logically that like, oh, I don't like these snakes. They're kind of creepy. But I'm not in any danger. Mm-hmm. It's like the same way. There's always those urban legends about the haunted house where like, if you can get to the end of this haunted house, they'll give you a thousand dollars. Yeah. And then people die. And I'm like. And they're like, yeah, but you have to sign a waiver that says they can punch you in the face and shit. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right to me. Like, I don't, I don't think you can just like sign a waiver to allow people to assault you or whatever. I think you can. I don't think so. So, like, and and I'm always like, okay, point me to that haunted house because I'm not gonna be scared of all this a fake chainsaw or whatever because I know they can't fucking chainsaw my head off. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I'm saying I'm brave. And you're a little bit. You do sound very brave going into places where you know you can't get hurt. If I was on one of the planes on 9-11, things would have ended a lot differently. Okay, walk us through it. What would you have done? I would have hijacked it and flew it into the White House. So you're saying you would do the same things that the terrorists did, but you would just choose where to fly it, where to crash it. No, that was uh, Mark Wahlberg said that one time. Mark Wahlberg? He said, if I was on one of those planes, things would have gone differently. But nobody asked him to follow up like exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I'm just assuming. What That's he what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think for $30,000, I'd deal with some, some spooky spiders and snakes. Look, I would do it, but. You wouldn't like it. I, no. If I was in that room that was being flooded, by the way, the room that I saw the snakes in, it was the one that was flooding. Yeah. So it was snakes, like and water. Yeah. I don't. You can't when you can't see that. Like if I can see a snake in the corner of the room, 
I feel way more comfortable with that situation it than if it's in, up you water. in the water. Yes. Yeah. Because then if you pee, it it, sli- <laughs> it slithers into your pee hole. <laughs> that's true. That is how snakes work. <laughs> and so you're collecting this money. Honestly, know. it would just make your dick look really huge. <laughs> that's actually... Now that you mention it. Oh, my God. I need to go to a snake I'm going to go to a Petco and start pissing on the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, the people are they don't there's no like official method of money carrying on this show is the thing no so you, it's all dollar bills and you are just shoving it down your pants in mm-hmm. your pockets down your shirt well women have a massive disadvantage they, because their pockets they don't tiny exist little pockets. yes but i but the women have the advantage of like the boob area where you've got you've got to have room in your shirt for the boobs so therefore you've got a little crevice where uh where the money can go because of the bra yeah yeah you don't just you can just shove shit in between boobs and expect it to stay there you can if you got (laughs) if you have terrible surgery you've got the right boobs (laughs) which if you're trying to win commit is all i'm saying Mm -hmm. so the other thing about this show is on regular tv there was a lot of swearing from people freaking out about Things jumping out at them and yes. snakes and spiders. So there's a lot of sensor beeps on this show. Mm-hmm. And blurs. A lot of people's butts hanging out from bending down and frantically sh- trying to get stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's this, they, I guess to play up the, the scary aspects of it, it was very, it was shot in like a handheld shaky cam. Like there was definitely mm-hmm. like not a lot of image stabilization going on here. It was very, Blair Witch. I was say when was Blair filming. Witch? Uh, Early two thousands. Uh, yeah, Blair Witch was probably like ninety eight, ninety nine. It was late nineties because it was before the internet was good enough for us to understand that seventeen eighty five. Holy shit! Because <laughs> um, the internet wasn't good enough to the point where ninety nine. We all believed, like, oh my god, is this actually something? That they I found? thought it. They the way they marketed it was perfect, right? And we were dumb. And well, they, I mean, the they tricked us is what happened. The marketing was this was a re- this is really found right. Footage. And we were dumb, so like we believed that was a possibility, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the internet wasn't what the internet is now, so it was like you wouldn't just be like, "Is the Blair Witch Project actually real?" Yeah. Uh, and the internet's like, I don't know, go watch it back then. Uh, but we yeah we were just stupid and. I, I still think it's real. <laughs> you still think it's I don't real. care. Okay. All I, don't, I don't care what they the say. Stuff that people say. I still think the Blair Witch is real. And the scariest thing I had ever seen up to that point was the very last scene when she drops the camera. The way that it and falls, it's just pointing upwards. It shows the corner of the room, and the other guy that was in this base, this house with her, is just staring at the wall. Mm-hmm. That's just such an abnormal thing for it's a human creepy. to do. It is so creepy. So on and that's that, when my love of witches began. <laughs> on that topic, yeah, the paranormal, mm-hmm. and I'm talking goose and ghouls, ghouls. goose, ghosts and ghouls, goose, gooses, gooses. I'm talking geese. <laughs> I'm talking ghosts. I'm talking ghouls. <laughs> uh, may, let's include aliens. Sure. Let's include uh, mummies. Okay. Let's include um, yetis. 
Okay. Um, Abominable snowman. Uh, yep. Let's include Bigfoots. Okay. You're just running down the list of goosebumps right now. You know that, right? <laughs> Let's include uh, things that make you lay eggs on your front lawn. That was a goosebumps. Oh, was it? Um, the mask. That mask let's, that wouldn't let's in- take let's, off her face. Let's include um, dummies that come to life. Mm-hmm. Do you have any belief in the paranormal? No. No. Nope. Well, I thought this was going to be a more interesting discussion. Uh, not a single one. Um, I thought this was going to be a much more the, interesting the discussion. only thing I think that maybe is a thing is aliens. Uh, do you believe that aliens have been here to Earth? Uh, yeah. You do? Yeah. All right. And so, guess what? What? They're in our government. Holy shit. Ever heard of lizard people? Holy shit. Yeah, so I, I was hoping... There are just too many unidentified things that are flying in this, in our space, in our atmosphere. Yeah, I mean... Are they aliens? I don't know. That's a stretch. But... Yeah, so I also don't believe in any of the paranormal God, this stuff. is such a short so conversation. This is a really, yeah, exactly. I was hoping we could argue or something. But so you're I mean, just yeah, I believe, I believe in, in shit that didn't doesn't exist. Yeah, I was hoping you're a little dumber than you are. God damn it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't believe in any of that stuff. It's not real. I watched. Um, I want to see someone who has been possessed, and then maybe I'll be like, okay, possession is real. But I've never seen an actual. I need to see it with my face. Yeah, uh, there's there's no uh, evidence, I guess. And I when I. When I decide whether I want to believe in something or not, I look for evidence. Mm-hmm. And to me, evidence isn't uh, very much like, no, no, listen, my, I know I have a friend, mm-hmm. her aunt, she lived in this house. And one time she went and she locked the door and then she went to bed and then she the door was unlocked the next morning. <laughs> How do you explain that? <laughs> Um, your aunt has dementia, <laughs> right? I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so it all seems to be like that. People, you people, people say that he's roaming this house still. So yeah, because you keep putting that idea in their minds, and like anything that like a floor creaks or something like that is like, yep, I the floor he was roaming the halls. Yeah, he was roaming the halls like like he always did. There, I watched um. There's a Netflix show called uh, The World's Most Amazing Vacation Rentals. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like seeing uh, cool places you can rent to stay in around the world. Sure. But um, every episode is, has like some sort of theme to it. And one of them was paranormal rentals. Mm. And in one of them, they went to a Bigfoot place okay. to hunt for Bigfoot. It was in uh, Oregon, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Classic, you know, Bigfoot's a fucking yeah. millennial. That's probably a place where he he, he loves his uh, coffee. You see the Bigfoot. You see Bigfoot in there, Home and bro. he's got those wide brimmed hats. You that... know, you know he does. Um, and so there's like a professional Bigfoot hunter mm. who you can book tours with him to. Go and search for Bigfoot. Has he ever caught Bigfoot? Obviously not. Not a professional. Right. Um, and so, well, my favorite part of it was, so like the, it's three people that are on the show that go to, because they go to three places every okay. uh, episode. And 
So they go out with this Bigfoot hunter, you know, in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, you can. And well, first of all, my favorite thing is he says, like, you know, it's a lot more likely that you're going to hear Bigfoot than you're going to see Bigfoot. It's like, yeah, because you you can just attribute any noise to Bigfoot then. um, Yeah, because that benefits you in this scenario. Mm -hmm. And so they go out and, and they're in the woods in the dark looking for Bigfoot. And he's doing some like bigfoot calls as if you know he knows what a bigfoot sounds like and is going to respond to so yeah whatever like weird stuff like that and what if right as you did that bigfoot busted in through our door (laughs) holy shit (laughs) and uh he's got beef jerky yeah and they you know obviously because bigfoot and he eats me because you look like you're dead you're just skeletons i play dead so uh on account of the fact that Bigfoot doesn't exist, they obviously don't find a Bigfoot. Weird. And then at the end, they're like leaving. And he's like, well, we didn't find a Bigfoot today, but we had a great experience out in nature. And that's really what it's all about. And I'm like, no, that's not, I paid you to find fucking Bigfoot for me. I didn't pay you so I could go stand out in the goddamn woods. I could have done that for free. Yeah, it's true. But then you wouldn't have had the knowledge of what a Bigfoot call is. Now I know. And now how to you do a can call. do your own solo adventure. Hey, Bigfoot! That's that would have been my Bigfoot like, call. Dinner's ready. Hey, Bigfoot! Shaq has some extra shoes. Ooh, and he and he comes running. Yeah. Uh, because imagine he's got all sorts of calluses on his feet from walking around out there with those big fucking feet yeah. with no shoes on. I feel bad for him. Uh. Oh, and uh, on the on the topic of the the UFOs that you talked about, yeah, I think on the cock or Paramount, I think Peacock, Demi Lovato mm-hmm. has a UFO show. Okay, so that's our a bad case for me then if they're real. Uh, <laughs> right, usually so don't you have <laughs> Demi Lovato tied to. So yeah, Demi Lovato is hosting a show on Peacock. I think mm-hmm. about UFOs. It's called like unidentified with Demi Lovato or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And I obviously have not seen this show, but she's talking about UFOs and whatnot on the show. And how they exist. And maybe how they exist and who knows what's out there. And she in the media recently has said that she doesn't refer to them as aliens because that's offensive. <laughs> That's an offensive term. Okay. They're ETs, all right? They're not aliens. Mm. You bigot. You fucking bigot. Because right. just a few minutes ago, you said that you believe that aliens exist. But she's like, uh, but fucking aliens do really exist, and they're fucking illegal people who are here. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, yeah, she's like, she's like, I don't call them aliens because that's an offensive term. Aliens are for the dirty, poor people that come across our borders. <laughs> and that's not offensive because that's just what that word means. That, that's what it means. Look up a dictionary, guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I thought that was funny. I saw that on CNN that Demi Lovato was upset about that. God. Um. So, yeah, this show was I, – I was trying to figure out uh, where is this estate? Ooh. Can we go to this estate? I hope it's not in somewhere not scary like Wisconsin or some shit. How do you feel about Argentina? Yeah. Where the aliens are? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's where it was. Oh my gosh. The estate was in Argentina. 
<clears throat> and um, however, little trick for you here. Mm-hmm. Some of the rooms were not actually in that estate. Yeah, because they're probably ones that had water pouring in. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Those ones were on a soundstage Uh, somewhere because, uh, you know, it was an actual uh, estate that they couldn't just fucking (laughs) flood every day (laughs) for a game show. And this for this next room, (laughs) the thing you need to watch out for is rotting floors. (laughs) Is mold. Black mold. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So so some of them were shot on a soundstage. And I thought, well, that's fucking weird. They have to, like, go there and then they do one in the estate and then they, like, drive them to some soundstage. No, they fly them. It was Buenos in California. Ares. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, how, and then I found out that each of the four things, the three rooms and the vault, occur on four separate days. Nothing okay. is filmed on the same day that'd be too much to handle that would be a little bit too much to handle so they uh do all that and then like so when they exit the room they go down and uh rupert is standing there with like a serving platter yeah that they put all their cash on Mm -hmm. and then somehow like he knows the exact amount of that cash just instantly to whisper it into stevie's ear well i thought what i thought was weird is they didn't count it they just weighed it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was like Dave and Buster. Yeah, tickets. and you're like, hold on, I have <laughs> a whole bunch different of denomination. I have a whole bunch of fifties over here, and hers are soaked with water. She just has one forty three dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she held it in between her boobs the entire time. <laughs> she got custom made just for that. <laughs> um, and so I guess that was reconstructed on the stage because my wonder is so they're in the manor right estate estate sorry of panic they leave a room and that's an actually in the estate all right so let's say like the attic okay there's no flooding there that's an actual room they leave they come down to the foyer where steve and rupert are waiting Mm -hmm. they give them the money whatever but then let's say there's a floody room that's obviously on a stage somewhere but then we see them in the foyer delivering the money to Rupert and Steve. Did they mm. reconstruct mm. the foyer on a soundstage? Or did they just like go back to the estate to film a scene of them running in there? Or the other way around, are all the scenes of them running in there from the previous episodes later filmed on the soundstage? One thing that leads me to believe it's not that one. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I guess that's not. I was gonna say was the. I remember the people being wet, right. coming out. But that but that was could, obviously filmed on a soundstage. But you could also. But just, no, they match. Like I remember, like there was this one woman who was wet, and like the spots of her wetness were in the exact same places. Mm. Okay. So that would just be a hell of a job on the team responsible right. to make sure there are whoever's in charge of continuity. Yeah. <laughs> the script supervisor is yeah. crushing it. Um, so I think maybe all of those are actually on a soundstage or they reconstructed the foyer area like as one to one as they could on yeah. a soundstage to do it both ways. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah. If you're Steve Valentine, let us know. Yeah. Or if you're a contestant on this show. Um, Ooh, that'd be cool, right? We have a, a state of panic guest, yeah, and they're haunted, they're possessed. 
to this day because of their experiences. Yeah. So I believe this show is the game show that we've done with the fewest number of episodes. How many episodes is that? Six. Do you think Elevator had more than six? Elevator had two six-episode seasons. Okay. I don't think that we've ever done anything with six or fewer. Wow. So so much significance goes into this show. It's when you were making out with your wife. And I've certainly seen all six episodes because of that. Yeah. Because I was looking for a way to make out. What if you were like, oh, this is our special thing. We can have this forever. And then they were like, canceled six episodes. Yeah. I mean, we did break up for a while because of that. We did had, you have to, we find... Had to find something new and it was financial domination. <laughs> And it was a, it was just as she she likes it. She has the money. She gives it to me. Right. Yeah. Um. So I've got a, I've got to make it better for, Ooh, this, for this show. Yeah. My make it better is, and this is kind of before this was a thing in the culture. Mm-hmm. But I think making a little more escape room challenge to it, because the way it works is you're locked in the room, and then like kind of at some point the doors just unlock, and sometimes people are like. They find the thousand dollar thing and they're like, I want to get out of here because I, I know I have at least that a thousand. I've got at least a thousand dollars, whatever. Um, and they'll bolt for the doors, but it's still locked. They can't get out. Yeah. And then at just some random point, they try the door again and it and it works. There's no like announcement. There's nothing yeah. cueing them that that's going on. I think it would be interesting if like you have to do some sort of task to get out of the room. You have to solve something to get out of there. Yeah. Um, I think that would have been a cool element to add in there that just ties that up a little better in terms of like why can they suddenly get out now? So would you would you want it to be something that would encourage uh, teamwork? I think so because I also noticed that there were aspects of teamwork in there as well because you know that at the end you're getting all the money that everybody's gotten if you win the show. So you also want to make sure that the pot is as big Mm. as it can be while ensuring that you don't have the least amount. Like basically, if you could strategize it perfectly to where you always had the second least amount of money and everybody else was getting a lot of money, that would be perfect. Yeah, you would have the biggest reward of minimal effort. Right, until the final one where you need to have the most amount too win which would but it would also be a play in your favor because that person might be like uh oh they only got the second least every time so i don't have to try as hard they're probably not very good at finding right. money and, and then you like, crush them in the final guess what fin dom or what you do is you strategize to uh in the final have give one person a ton of the money get that one person a bunch of the money mm-hmm. and then get the other person to be like hey I'm about to leave. You should leave. And then they leave. And then you just get a little more money than that person did. And then you leave, <laughs> leaving the person with all the money blocked in there. Damn. So you win by virtue of having more money than uh, than the other person that escaped. And uh, then you get all the money that the person you locked in there. I think what's scariest about this episode is how sneaky you are. Uh, strategic? Is that the word you're S- Yeah, that's what I said. Strategic? Sneaktegic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. Okay. How would you make the show better? Uh, actual death traps. Wow. Yeah. I want I want to see people you die. You want to see like somebody getting spiked to death? Yeah. What are those things called? Uh, Spikes. Iron Maiden. 
right? Oh, yeah. where you would shut them in like the coffin, right, but yeah, it's... there's spikes. It spikes on the coffin. Dude, that's gotta be. I, you know what I miss? I heard. About... It's, I heard it's the most peaceful method of death. Is it Iron Maiden? Yeah. Nice. Um, I miss. I, I wish our society had more of this stuff from the um, uh, from the torture days when people okay. would do so, like steal and you just put them in, you know the the stocks, the stocks. And this you is the second and, reference to the stocks that I've had this weekend, by the way. And you can just go by and you know throw an apple at their face uh-huh. or something, and be like, "This is you know only God can judge and the people in this village uh, for you for stealing." We were watching football the other day, and there was a taunting penalty. Mm-hmm. And it was suggested that instead of a yardage penalty, the penalty should be that for the next drive, you have to be put in the stocks on the sideline. <laughs> oh, and, in the sideline. And the crowd can throw apples at you. Damn. Uh, That's dangerous. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you could kill somebody with, with throwing apples, an apple. Absolutely. Apple. Yeah. Uh, Hit him in the face enough times. Yeah, like Lane Kiffin the other day. Or if they're allergic to apples, you make them eat it. That could be... That could be a problem. Yeah. What's the best form of torture uh, that you know from the from? What am I trying to think? What days am I thinking of? It's like not feudal. I want to say feudal, but it's not feudal. Right, like the medieval. Yeah, yeah, medieval. Yeah, um, like uh, drawn and quartered. I think that's which one's that? That's uh, they so they tie ropes around each of your uh, wrists and mm-hmm. your ankles, right? Mm-hmm. And then they tie the other end of the rope to uh, four different horses. And then they whip all the four horses and they all scatter in different directions. That just wasn't early chiropractor. <laughs> no, that's modern chiropractic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds fucking terrible. Right? I guess. Yeah, what? So what? He just pulls your. It just rips you apart. <laughs> but like, what? So you're just. <laughs> You're just kind of like a torso and a head. And you're yeah, like, yeah. Haven't oh, you seen God. Monty Python? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> the Black Knight. Oh man, that's yeah. That's I would say that's pretty terrible. Oh, there's also one I just thought of. Um, uh-huh. they take an old rope, like a big rope, okay, and they just rub you back and forth. So you lay along the rope, uh, hot dog style. So the rope is from your head down, <laughs> okay, and they. And they pull you back or they push you back and forth and back and forth. And the rope is really old and like hard and like crusty and just kind of like cuts you in half slowly. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing? I think so, yeah. All right. Sounds like you just made it up, but. No, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> old rope torture. There it is. Um, what did you What did you think of this show in general while you're looking that up? I'm going to give it um, Strapado. That's no, sounds different. like uh, something that my wife and I do. You, oh no, strap on. Use a strapado. Use a strapado dildo. I'll find this. Um, I give it a four. Man, this was yeah. fun to watch. It, uh, also, different. but I think it plays into it that it's Halloween time and we're watching yeah. Halloween. I think anything that's a theme like that, it automatically right gives. So I'm going to give it three stars for okay. entertainment value, and I'm going to give it a star, a bump up for theme. So okay. four stars total. Four stars. Out of four buzzers. Four, oh, yeah. <laughs> buzzers. We'll edit it. And four jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. Yeah. I'm going to give it three and a half jack-o'-lantern buzzers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Explain. I, I also... Like that it was, you know, perfectly on theme for us this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, our last episode before All Hallows Eve. Mm. Um, 
I like that it's something a little different. And it was, I believe it was produced by the same production company as Fear Factor. So it had some of those very similar. elements in it. But I like that it was more, I don't know, to me, Fear Factor is just, just gross, gross out factor. Yeah. Uh, whereas this, there's like kind of spooky things happening around you and you're trying to accomplish an unrelated goal. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, it wasn't like suck down one of these snakes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was like, do this thing while the snakes are there creeping you out. Yeah. 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 So I like, I liked that aspect of it. Um, like I said, I think if you, if you tightened it up a little bit with some sort of like escape room methodology of getting out of there, that probably gives it that extra half star for me to get to four. Ooh. Um, and I mean, Steve Valentine was, he was good as the vampiric type he of, did a great uh, job. Host. He was very straight with everything. Um, a kind of not necessarily monotone delivery, but a very serious gave it a little bit of that creepy gravitas mm-hmm. that that it needed to to stay on theme. It is weird in hindsight that again this aired from November to December two thousand eight. It really should have been a September to October yeah. show if I were in charge of programming at the Sci Fi Network. I guess maybe the fact that it was the Sci Fi Network they thought. All year round can be is Hallow's Eve, Halloween, basically. Yeah. Uh, and this was back when sci-fi was spelled S C I F I instead of science fiction. Instead of they changed it to S Y F Y at some mm-hmm. point for some reason. And those are elements in the periodic City. table. Yeah, it was all so about uh, like. cyclonium and phenomorphism. Phenomorphism. Yeah, my favorite element. Yeah, so I think it was a solid show. May it rest in peace. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can probably find every episode on YouTube because again, there are six of them. Right. Not hard to find. Six. It's like six needles in a haystack. Hey. I uh, watched a preview for a movie the other day. Mm-hmm. Better be fucking spooky. And it looked like a decent enough movie throughout mm-hmm. the whole trailer. And then it got to the end of the trailer yeah. where it shows you the title. Mm-hmm. And the title was something like murders in a haystack or something like that. Like Ooh. something in a haystack. It was just like the dumbest uh, murders in a in haystack. haystack. Oh, that's not going to bring it up. Movie. Okay. Um, is it just called Needle in a Haystack? Needle in a Time Stack. <laughs> it was about time travel, and it was called Needle in a Time Stack. Is Time Stack a thing? No, it has two stars on IMDb. That's not good. No, it. it what yeah. if every review was like one of the best movies I've ever seen? <laughs> worst, worst title, title ever. <laughs> anyway, check it out, Needle in a Time Stack. It's my directorial debut. Uh, <laughs> now available on demand. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, we will see you guys next week when things are a little less spooky Mm. than they are now. Yeah. And the only bone we'll be seeing is the usual one that I show on this in the show. show. Yeah.